Girls. Here's another episode of Pop Cultured Kids. So welcome back. Uh, we've got a fun topic today, but we're going to save that for a little bit later. Let's instead go back to last week's question of the pod first. We struggled last week with our own question and didn't come up with a ton of answers. Remember, the question was basically uh, a character you can think of from a show or a movie or a game uh, who is generally considered the good guy or the protagonist, we might call them, but they do things that you don't always like. And then the question was, have they ever done something where you're like, you know what, I'm not really sure I like that character anymore? Uh, or maybe you go back and forth on them. So we came up with one really big answer since then, and hopefully you guys have thought about it as well. So the one that we uh, the one that we finally thought of after we talked about this a lot over the week or so since we last did a pod, because uh, we were struggling to come up with other answers, but here's the one we thought of is uh, Gru from one of our favorite cartoon series of movies, uh, Despicable Me. And I think Gru is maybe the best example, at least that I can think of, of an anti-hero because he really starts out being a villain. Uh, and without spoiling anything, he eventually becomes more of a good guy. But every once in a while in those movies, he still does something that's just sort of <laughs> cruel or mean-spirited just because he thinks it's funny or it entertains him. And that's just sort of how he is. And the movies just sort of excuse it as, well, he doesn't really seriously hurt anybody, so we sort of forgive it and we still like him in general. But that's that, to me, is a good example of an anti-hero. He usually does things that you're like, ooh, that's not a nice thing to do, but it's not bad enough that it makes you sort of betray your feelings of liking him. You guys think of any examples from those movies of where he does something that's... Kind he of steals the moon! That's right, in the first movie, he literally yeah, steals the moon, um, which seems like a pretty evil thing to do before he finally uh, becomes likable because he takes care of the girls. What else does he like in later movies? I feel like he's still doing kind of villainy things, even though he's not a villain. Well, I think in the one episode, he was like... Episode? Episode. That's okay. They're yeah. like, yeah, episodic series. Like, it was the movie where there was a serum... And it was turning the minions evil, like bad. Right. Don't give anything away. Yeah, what does he do in that that's evil, though? He still knows how to sneak. <laughs> He's got his villain repertoire of moves. Go ahead, Taylor, what were you going to say about it? You don't remember how that works out? No, but I think you're right. In that movie, there's some things he does that kind of end up being uh, bad guy-ish. Kenzie, what was the one you thought of? Do you mean about Gru or... No, it, well, both, I guess. Did you have another thought on Gru? Well, I just like in the first movie when he thinks there's too long a line to wait for coffee, so he just freezes every yes, line. Yes, 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 right. And it, it's it technically, look, somebody did that in the real world, not that freeze guns exist, but you'd be like, that's a horrible thing to do. It endangered people's lives, but instead we forgive it like 45 minutes later when he starts to become a little bit nicer. That's a, that's a good example of how kind of anti-heroes work. And then, Kenzie, you had a whole different character from something um, else that we just watched recently. Yes, we just watched it, like, last night, but never mind. So, I thought of Iron Man because in his first movie, he basically makes weapons. He doesn't care who ends up with them. Eventually, he does realize that it's not necessarily a good thing to do. But even throughout the other movies, he is kind of arrogant mm -hmm. and snarky. Self-centered. Conceded. Yes, right, yeah, and right, arrogant, conceited, those are all good words to describe him, and even though they get, those those bad traits become lesser as even the first movie goes on, like, they're still, they're still there, it's still a part of who he is, so he's a character who's constantly testing 
your patience for his bad traits. Well, and you he hope still that his... is cocky, though. Right, that's what I mean. You, you like him because, well, he's a hero, he saved the day, but that doesn't mean that he doesn't have some flaws that you still find, find problematic. I think that's really his big Cocky arc. is just kind of his, like, personality, like he stayed that way. Mm-hmm. Who else yeah, do we know that's cocky? That's that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Everybody has those character flaws. That's the point of anti-heroes. They're, they're kind of more realistic. All right. On to, on to newer topics then, right? So uh, today we want you guys to start thinking backwards in time. So not what pop culture you're into right now, but we're going to ask you guys to think backwards a little bit to pop culture you used to be into. And some of you might only be in elementary school and you're like, oh, I've been watching pop culture for two or three years that I can remember, but that's okay because you still go through these phases where something you really like at one time, maybe later on you grow out of it or you grow past it, but that doesn't mean you forget about it. So can you guys think of things that you used to watch or read or be super into that now you just kind of aren't so into them anymore? I have one. Okay, take it away. Mine is the show Doc McStuffins. Some people still probably watch it. I think so. I think your cousins are still into it. They're littler than you yeah. are. Yeah. So it's basically about a girl who wants to be like a doctor, but she has a bunch of toys that are her friends. Yeah. And when her parents and her friends are away, they come to life and she goes in her clinic if one is having trouble. And she helps fix them, right? Which is so, really just a toy shed. Right, yeah. So so here's my question for you, Taylor. Um, we love that show. Like We'd sing the song and everything when you were little. Why don't you watch it anymore? Well, I like... It's not really entertaining anymore. It's just the same thing over and over. Okay. It's a simplistic storyline. It's kind of for like more of toddlers or like five and under. Yeah, it's sort of the storylines are simpler than what you're ready for now, right? Like it's really you, a separate want... storyline for each episode. Right, but it but like Taylor said, it's also kind of redundant, right? Every episode, there's something wrong with the character. A lot of times, it ends up being about their attitude and personality, not just a physical injury, and they end up learning a lesson about behavior. Right? While so singing a song. While singing a song, yeah. So it's fun to watch and it's adorable, but it's kind of it, it's aimed at a different age than you are. So I think you're right. You you kind of grew out of that simplicity and repetitiveness of it. Uh, Kenzie, do you have one in mind? Uh, I went through a huge My Little Pony phase. Oh, yeah. I actually still have some mini figs in my room. Some. Some. Like, got, I got a few. Uh, no, not a few. few. Right. Um, and kind of like what Taylor said, it's just a redundant storyline because there mm. wasn't really plot development throughout the series. Oh, I think there was. Oh, what do you mean? I yeah. just I feel like they're always introducing new storylines. But I also I think you kind of grew out of that one more. I think you just spent a lot of time with that world and kind of got tired of being in the same place. Is that where Enchantia is? What's the name of their realm? Enchantia. Enchantia. Enchantia, Eternia, and Etheria. Why do no, all the... No, 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 no. Etheria is from She-Ra. No, that's so what I mean. Eternia. That's what I mean. And so is Eternia. And then Enchantia I don't think that's is the My Little Pony. I'm not sure it is. Oh my gosh, I've taken us way off topic here. Anyway, my point is, I think that show did a nice job of developing new stories but I also think it's just kind of like... It wasn't like, from episode it's to a episode. Cute, no, I get what you're saying. It's a cute little world that you just sort of like get to a point where you're like, okay, I kind of get the idea here. Like they're all lovable characters doing friendly things and there's a bad guy here and there. I, um, think I mean, I there know. was with like Twilight. Yeah. It eventually, like they brought back the same characters, right. like the changelings. Yeah. 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 Go ahead, Taylor. I think Kenzie was into My Little Pony longer because they did a bunch of different things. 
like they had to earn their cutie marks and then they turned into like oh, yeah, was pony that. humans and there was a bunch of different stuff that oh, happened. Oh yeah, the movies. Yeah, that's a good point. The, there the, were a couple uh, movies too. The Equestria Girls, right? With Equestria. When they became that's people. what it is. Yeah. Equestria. Equestria, there you go. So, and I think here's here. this gets right to our topic for this week, you guys, because I think shows like that that run for a really long time, the reason they start to, we might call that like reinventing themselves is because they want to keep their audience around and they know people are going to get bored. So Doc McStuffins is always going to be aimed at little kids, but I think the My Little Pony show tried to sort of grow up along with its audience. So you got the Equestria girls who are middle or high school girls, yeah. and it was trying to keep viewers around just a little a little bit longer. Here's the really funny thing about a show like that, and you mentioned She-Ra, is that those shows are actually trying to bring back viewers even my age because when I was yeah. a kid there was My Little Pony the looked, looked a little different those. but recognizable and She-Ra you guys have watched the original oh, She-Ra yeah. with me from the 80s they completely brought those shows back another name of a show you might recognize and Taylor you definitely had a phase with these guys the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have oh, been yeah. around over and over again since pretty much the early 80s one version after another one movie one TV show after another and all of them are fun all of them are neat all of them are a little different um, but but they keep drawing us back by just kind of slightly tweaking or changing or reinventing the story. And people might get bored with it and leave again, and so they try to reinvent it enough to bring people back to the table. So that kind of that kind of shoots us more towards the the um, the central topic for our episode. What what do we call it when people have like warm memories and feelings about something that they used to be into? Go ahead, Taylor. Uh, nostalgia 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 that's kind of our word of the day here for this episode so we want to talk about specifically pop culture nostalgia even though you can have nostalgia about all kinds of things um nostalgia is when you have really warm memories for something that you used to be into when you were younger or earlier in your life so the shows these guys just talked about now they don't really watch them anymore um, but they, they certainly have warm feelings for them. We even have our My Little Pony what wall stickers are still out in the garage. But we still kind of like Wreck-It Well, right? We have nostalgia like, for it, but we also still watch it. And that's the funny thing about nostalgia. Some of it you keep around, right? Like, I have nostalgia for Star Wars. I've been watching it since I was a kid. But I also still enjoy it. But there's some things from when I was a kid are like, I liked it then and I have warm feelings about it now, but I don't really go back to it. Like, I don't go play with my Star Wars toys anymore, but I have warm memories of those toys. We play with your stuff. We play with your stuff. You have one Star Wars thing. We It's a, like the Bluetooth speaker. Oh, yeah, but that's not a toy from that's when I was a kid. That's something grandma, <laughs> something grandma got me for Christmas because, <laughs> because grandma and grandpa are nostalgic for me being a kid, so they just keep buying me kid stuff, I think. <laughs> and it's fun, but that's not a toy from when I was a kid. That's a grown-up toy. Um, but the, but I think there is a, a space for grown-ups to still like like things that remind them of when they were kids and grandma and grandpa know that, so they buy me Star Wars stuff. Because that's also nostalgia for them. Like Part of watching me grow up was seeing me get into pop culture, and that's one of the pop culture things that was a big part of my childhood. And so grandma and grandpa have warm memories of that and my connectedness to it. So there's things that are no- we're nostalgic about that we still care about and still like to go back to. And then I think there's also stuff that we're nostalgic about, but we're just we're just okay with kind of leaving it behind. Like, Taylor, you're not going to sit and watch a marathon of new Doc McStuffins episodes, right? Probably not. Actually, she Maybe. probably Maybe would. Maybe you'd revisit it. Yesterday, well, I actually watched two yeah. shows I you used to. You did? What to. were the two ones you used to watch? I watched Sheriff Callie yeah. and one of my favorites... Handyman. That was not one of your favorites. I watched it all the time. But anyway, 
But let me ask you a question, Taylor. If I told you tomorrow we could watch just like Sheriff Kelly all day long, would you be super pumped about that? Oh. Yeah. Oh, you would? I thought you were going to say no. Well, anyway, the point is, I think if we kept trying to watch those shows, you would get tired of them really quickly because you... Well, I would. You remember them fondly, but they're not really your interests anymore. Like, you're into other stuff. Like, what's what's a show you really like now that more fits your modern interests? I really like... Alexa and Katie. That's a good one? No. What? A yes, series do. of unfortunate events. That's Ooh. a good one, too, right? And those are both examples of shows that I think... Lots of drama. Lots of drama. That's exactly it. The shows are a little more complex, and they match your sort of modern... I just keep saying modern, but your current interests, like your and home, it's scary, and it's scary, and you're you're ready for that kind of stuff now. So there, there's nostalgic stuff that you go back to because you still love it, and you still like to revisit. Like we still watch Wreck It Ralph every once in a while, and that was Taylor's first movie in a movie theater. So we have lots of nostalgia for that. But then there's other stuff for like we might go back to it once or twice, but we're not really like in love with it anymore. Like. Taylor's favorite song for a long, long time was Gundam Style. Yeah. <laughs> you can't oh deny this. We had to ban it from the car That's for right. like a year. Yes. And we might still hear it every once in a while, but like none of us is itching to listen to that song like daily anymore because yeah, we just kind of wore it out. Yeah, I'm let the dogs out Oh now. my gosh. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, really, <laughs> you're really not building up a fan base here with that kind of musical taste. Old Town Road. Oh, Old Town yeah. Road, that's a little better. There you go. So I'll bet you Old Town Road, when you guys are in high school, that'll be a huge nostalgia song for your age group. Like you'll remember like, hey, remember when we were in elementary and like middle switchy. school? And, right. So there's all these things, like, there's the nostalgia... Nostalgia? (laughs) There's the nostalgia that individual people have based on their interests, and then there's kind of this, like, collective cultural nostalgia, like, big things that we all sort of remember together. Trends, right. And I think Old Town Road was a big enough song that that'll be, like, a nostalgic memory for everybody your age when you get older. Yeah? Probably. I I think so. All right, so I think the the last thing we want to talk about with this whole idea of nostalgia before we cut loose with our question of the pod and give you guys all something to think about for before our next episode um, is, you know, when we talk about pop culture, right, our conversation is always sort of about, like, why it matters, why it's worth thinking about and talking about and experiencing and sharing those experiences. So the last thing I think is worth talking about with nostalgia is that very often nostalgia is shared. It's about the fact that it's not just you that likes something, um, but it does... It's about how that culture probably made you more connected to your friends or to other people uh, in some way that makes you have those warm, fuzzy feelings about it now. So I don't know if you guys can think of any songs, movies, books, TV shows um, from your past that you guys all shared in common with friends, talked about with friends, and that's part of what you love when you kind of remember it now. So can you you think of any stuff that you just kind of, it's been a shared nostalgic experience? Well, most of my friends and I, we talk about Harry Potter, the movies and the books, and comparing it and everything. It's not really in my past because I still like going back to them once in a while, but I do like it. So do, have you ever talked to your friends about like when each of them first got into it? Yeah, and what, and like what, how they their, got into their it. Their favorite movie, their favorite book, how they got into it, yeah. Yeah, some of my friends watched the book. Watch the books. To watch a book, I'd rather read it. <laughs> they read the books and then they watched the movies, or they got into it with their family and decided to read it all together. Yeah, so that I right, and that's it. That the nostalgia part is the fact that everyone has those memories of their first experiences with some part of Harry Potter or a favorite part of the experience. That's that's how Star Wars is for me, and, and a few other ones too. Um, but the, those shared ones are the ones that for me 
um, are really powerful is my friends and I used to play Star Wars in our backyard, like on bikes. We'd pretend to be X-wing fighters and things like that. And um, you know, you guys, I don't actually. Oh yeah, totally. Yes, we absolutely did. We absolutely did. What were your impressions of lasers? I don't. I don't think I could do them without spitting all over the microphone. It was not pew pew pew. There was a lot more throaty spitting noises in it. Yeah, that's closer. Something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> While riding down the street on a bike. But anyway, yeah, you have those kind of communal experiences you had with other people. So Taylor, did you have one in mind? Yes. It's yeah. actually a book and a movie. It's called Win Dixie. Yeah. It's a sad story. So. I did it as a read aloud with my class, and then we got together with all the other classes, and then we watched the movie together. Yeah. So what do you remember about that whole experience? So it's basically about a girl who it look, finds a dog, uh-huh. and pe- people are trying to take her away because she's tr- the dog is trying to steal food from the grocery store. Okay. And so... Don't give away she, endings, right? She pretends that the dog is hers. Oh, gotcha. Okay. But then she has to hide it from her dad. So what do you remember about the experience with your class? Well, we all got really sad mm-hmm. because something happened to the dog. I won't tell. But it was, like, happy sad. So, yeah. So you so you literally had this emotional experience about a piece of pop culture with your whole class. Yeah. And you remember that. As a pop culture experience, like, you shared that experience with a whole bunch of other friends. Yeah. And like you probably, a bunch you of classes. talked about it together and... Yeah, after we it was talked all about... The, all the playground gossip was about Win Dixie. Let's get to our question of the pod. And we'll call it, a, pod, we'll call pod, it an pod, episode pod, on this pod. one. So your question of the pod for this week is this. Uh, what is something you feel nostalgic about but don't really spend time with anymore... And then here's the harder question, right? We always give you a part one and a part two. So you guys, I think, already answered part one of this. But part two is the one that I want everybody to wrestle with a little bit. Uh, Once you've thought about something you feel nostalgic about but don't watch or listen to or read anymore, I want you to think hard about what do you think changed in you that made you leave that piece of pop culture behind? Okay. So there's there's lots of possible answers to that. Like, Taylor, you gave the example of just sort of like uh, Doc McStuffins became too simple for I you because one. your interest became more complex. But there could be lots of reasons why a person moves on from a piece of pop culture. Go ahead, Taylor. Let's go. Um, going back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh-huh. it, like, I started watching it and I thought it was super cool. Yeah. And they started defeating villains and stuff. But mm-hmm. once I kept watching it, I just knew what was going to happen. Beat the bad guys, even if they're really hard to beat. And I wanted something like more dramatic or funny. Okay. So it became it became too predictable. It had a formula. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe we need to do an episode about formulas in TV oh, shows goodness. and things like that. All right. Anyway, that's I'm a good. good with science. <laughs> Not that kind of formula. <laughs> you mean like the formula that made the turtles into mutants? That's not what I meant, but good good connection. Kenzie, do you have one in mind? Um, when I was younger, still in elementary school, but that wasn't long ago, like, first and second grade, I read the Rainbow Fairy books. Yep, you love those. These little things, like, a hundred pages long or less, and simpler words, and eventually I just grew out of them. They were also getting predictable, and... I don't know. They were just below my reading level, and I could plow right through them anymore. Mm. So there just wasn't enough to hold your attention anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, I think that's a, I think that's a big part of it, and we this hasn't been a main topic of our podcast yet, but. Um, different types of pop culture, they have different levels of complexity and they're interesting to different people for different reasons. And I think both of you explained yourselves really well that there's some pop culture that's aimed at a certain age group because it has a certain level of complexity. Uh, And once your brain gets to a point where it can kind of wrestle with more complex drama or even different levels of humor, uh, Taylor, like you mentioned, different kinds of comedy and liking different kinds of funny shows and things like that, um, those simpler things, they just don't hold your so attention like you as much as they comedy. used to. I think I'm comedy? Yes, you are comedy. I am comedy. Why, thank you. <laughs> I don't really understand what you're saying, but it sounds neither, like a compliment. Neither do I. All right. So for next week, the two questions you're trying to answer, there's the simple one. Uh, what is a piece of pop culture that you're nostalgic about but don't really spend a lot of time with anymore? You've kind of left it behind you. And then the second question, why do you think it is that you left that piece of pop culture behind? What has changed in you that makes you less likely to spend time with that particular piece of pop culture? So we will see you next time. Bye. Bye, Pod Pals.